round town. Uh, so I'm joined here by Siki Chen, who is the chief product officer of something called Sandbox VR. A uh, bit of a cryptic name, and I'm hoping that he can describe first what it is. I am the chief product officer of this company. Um, yeah. I joined a company about six months ago from San Francisco, so I'm pretty new to Hong Kong. And uh, I'm responsible for the product experience, the in-store experience, as well as growth and marketing. And well, we're here to talk about something called Sandbox VR. Um, yeah. VR is a big hot topic, virtual yeah. reality, but uh, Sandbox, I think, is doing something a little bit differently than what we know, right? Yeah. So if you're familiar with normal VR that you can get at home, mm-hmm. you uh, are sitting in a chair, usually by yourself, and you have headset on with these two controllers. If you look down, you're kind of a disembodied head floating in midair with these two controllers floating in space. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what people consider VR today. And uh, when you think about what VR could be, I think about the holodeck, right? When you're in this free space, you can freely move about, you see your entire body and you're there with your friends and you're going on an adventure together. Right. And the gap between that experience and what you can puzzle at home is enormous. Mm -hmm. And essentially what Sandbox VR does is it bridges that gap. So we are building effectively the holodeck from Star Trek. Right. Um, And... We use a combination of movie quality, real-time motion capture technology with standard VR headsets mm-hmm. uh, to give you a free roam experience where we place your entire body and that of your friends inside an experience that we build. Okay, so, so just to be clear, like you're you're seeing things with a camera in your head, um, mm-hmm. and you have goggles that yes. just pe- kind of paint a picture for you, but you can also see other people in the simulation. Yeah, you can yeah. see uh, everyone who is in the experience with you, usually okay. a group of up to six friends. Yeah. But I think the more interesting part is you can look down and you can actually see yourself. Right. So you can see yourself walking, you can kick things, mm-hmm. and that's not something most people are familiar with if they tried VR, right? You can't really see your feet or yeah. your legs or your body or even your arms. Mm-hmm. And through a combination of uh, movie cameras yeah. and trackers and some uh, technology, we can able we are able to fully track your entire body. Yeah. So I had a chance to have a go with this technology oh, not too long ago. <laughs> and yeah, I was definitely impressed. And I think the most impressive thing is how many tracking points you have. Like, yeah. they made us put on wrist things, feet things, yeah. we had one for a yeah. gun and there was a torch as well and, yeah. and it all works together and like how many things are you tracking if there's six people in the room? Yeah, so uh, we track six points on your body Yeah. Um, and of course we have a tracker for every uh, if piece of equipment that you have so mm-hmm. you know you mentioned the guns, we have yeah. pistols, um, in our pirates game we have a torch in the yeah. game yeah. so everything that appears uh, inside the game we try to track in the real world too and mm-hmm. you have a physical thing you can hold. Yeah. Um, so, you know, six points on your body gives us um, all four limbs and your head and your and your torso. Yeah. But, you know, compared to, you know, a CGI, like motion capture mm-hmm. sort of uh, tech situation, we actually don't track that many. Yeah. And that's part of what makes it very, very difficult, right? If you look at um, computer graphics and motion capture, you need hundreds of dots across your yeah, entire body. Course, yeah. And so making it work with just five to six tracking points is quite a difficult problem. That's one of the core technology problems that we were solving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and not only are you tracking things, but you're also putting us into an avatar as well, so we can that's take right. our own our own sort of character <clears throat> and it paints it onto our body, right? Yeah, that's right. I mean, um, so much about virtual reality today, the focus is on the places you can go, which yeah. is amazing, right? You can go to places that you can't otherwise go to. The moon, space, mm-hmm. a pirate ship, right? Um, but what we think is special about VR too, and it goes back to your original question, why are we called sandbox VR, mm-hmm. right? We think about um, playing, right? We think about when we were kids on a playground and the way we used to play. We, When we were kids, we actually truly imagined that we could be superheroes mm-hmm. or Spider-Man or, or a ninja or a pirate, right? And we put on these like little hats to become that pirate, right? Yeah. And as we grow up, you don't quite, quite play like that anymore. 
mm-hmm. right? Through a video game, you're looking at a guy on a screen, right? Yeah. And what's special to us about the medium of VR is not just the places you get to go, but the people that you get to be. Mm-hmm. So when you were in, you played our experience, like you look down, it's like you are a, you are literally a pirate. Yeah, you're dressed yeah. like a pirate. You have a peg leg as one of our characters, mm-hmm. right? And you can imagine future experiences. You can be a superhero. Yeah. Or you can be a robot, or you can be a dino, you can be whatever you want. Awesome. And that's only possible with um, the full body technology that's, you know, you can't get at home. Yeah, of course. And, uh, well, when we talk about the actual experience itself, so we talk yeah. a lot about technology, how it works, but you have some specific things that um, when you go into Sandbox, you can experience, right? One of them is yeah. the other one's the haunted house thing. So. Um, we have two experiences live today. Mm-hmm. Um, our first one was called Deadwood Mansion that mm-hmm. was uh, released in July last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's... And the experience is you are a team of special forces, um, and there is some, something terrible happening in a mansion, mm-hmm. and uh, you travel there, and you try to hang on and survive, and there's lots of twists and turns along the way. Yeah. Um, our second game uh, is slightly more whimsical. There's, there's more of a puzzle element to it, and it's called uh, Curse of Davy Jones. Yeah. And so you are a group of uh, pirate treasure hunters, mm-hmm. and you found uh, this ship, and you're trying to escape with the treasure, and... Bad and good things happen along the way, too. <laughs> okay. And how long is each experience? Uh, each experience, uh, you're in the game for 30 minutes. Yeah. You're in VR for a little bit over than that because there's a brief uh, training mm-hmm. session inside VR as well. Um, and the entire experience lasts about an hour. There's about 15 minutes of setup and training and briefing before yeah. you actually yeah. enter in VR. Mm-hmm. And there's about 15 minutes of debriefing where we give you a mixed reality video of what you look like outside of the game, inside the game, that you can share with friends. Yeah, yeah, I saw that 30, however long it was. Uh-huh. It was really cool to see like the real-life filming mixed in with the VR, and you can see how the technology yeah. works. Yeah, um, and, and that gets to one of our design principles for our experiences. We, our, our game, it's not enough for our game to be fun to play. It has to be fun to watch, too. Yeah. Um, because, you know, not only do your friends in the store get to see you, but it's... Our, the way people hear about us is like they look at other friends' videos that they share on Facebook, yeah. and if it's like fun to watch, and more people will come. Of course, yeah, yeah. okay. And and the experience itself, it does feel like uh, like very gamified. It's not just you know you you point and shoot at things, but there's puzzle elements, there's things you have to solve throughout it as well. Yeah. So our founder uh, Steve, um, and uh, he, he you know he's the genius behind all of this. I joined fairly recently uh, in the company, but he's been working on casual games for over 20 years, mm-hmm. right? Um, and uh, Blue Tea Games is probably not a game code you've heard of, but he's uh, behind some of the best-selling casual game franchises that okay. um, that people play in the U.S. Right, okay. And, and this whole thing is, wh- where did it start? Where did, Sambo, where did the idea come from? So it's a funny story. So um, I joined this company as an early investor, right? and it's okay. only recently that I became an employee. And so when Steve, uh, I've known Steve for 20 years, and when he pitched me the idea, he described it as follows. He said, um, do you know about escape rooms? And I'm like, yeah, I've tried it. Um, yeah. It's like that, but with VR. And I literally said it as the dumbest idea I've ever heard. Um, but I invested anyway. Yeah, so that's the idea. You know, you look at escape rooms. There's thousands and thousands of these stores around the world. People love playing with friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but the problem with that is like, you can only play each experience once. And yeah. once you played it, you have to like redo the entire room. Mm-hmm. Right? And so the idea was VR should make that a lot better. Right? Now we can create 10 pieces of content in the same piece of room. Mm-hmm. Um, and as the product evolved, we found that, wait, like, a standard VR experience is actually not very good. You know, it's not fun to just sit in the chair and, like, hold these two controllers. You yeah. want to be there. Mm-hmm. And to do that, the, you have to build new technology, mm-hmm. which is the most impressive part of what this team and Steve ultimately did. Okay. And it started in America first, or? It started here. Oh, yeah, this is a local, local. Hong Kong. Okay. Yeah, this is the uh, headquarters here. 
Okay. Uh, this is a local company. Um, Steve has lived in Hong Kong for close to ten years. Right. He's from Hong Kong. Okay. And you built all the technology yourself and the games. It's maybe. all. It's all here. Yeah. Oh, well, that's awesome. Then. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's. I think it's a bit of a leap as well. Like because a lot of people aren't thinking that VR is at that stage that you can actually have avatars and stuff. Um, they, they see the demos in stores. And it's, I yeah. I feel this exact yeah. same way. Yeah. You know, um, in June after uh, the first store launched, mm-hmm. um, Steve calls me as an investor, right? He's said, Hey, we're blowing up or, you know, we're sold out for the next like three or four months yeah. from morning to night. I was like, Oh, that's great. But I was thinking I've tried all the VR. I'm actually super into VR, right? I have the, uh, the very first development kit for the Rift and the second one and yeah. the commercial version and the vibe. I have tried them all and yeah. I use them for a couple of weeks and they just gathered dust. Right. Mm-hmm. So in August, I happened to be on a business trip in Hong Kong and I was able to try it for myself and I felt exactly the same way. I was like, I literally didn't know this is technologically possible to have that experience. Yeah. And even if it was, it astounded me that a small team in Hong Kong was were the first to build it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a large part of the reason why I chose to work here. Yeah. And it's, it's spreading all over as well, right? It's yeah. not just Hong Kong. There's a few other, you have a few other locations. Yeah, we have uh, six locations around the world uh, in partnership with IMAX in, in some locations, and mm-hmm. we're in four countries. Okay, cool. And, uh, I mean, going back to technology as well, I mean, it's not that uncommon to find motion tracking going on, but, like, sure. this one works a bit differently. Like, I think normally it's, like, using radar or, or IR frequencies, right? But this one's just all visual. Yeah, yeah. so, you know, we, we use um, passive trackers, so, you know, they're, they're not, like, IR. Yeah. Um, but I think what's special about it is, you know, if you're capturing motion for a movie, it doesn't have to be real-time. Yeah. Right, like you yeah. know, it can be rendered later. Yeah. For us, you, it's because it's VR. There can be no delay when you move your arm and when you see your arm move. Yeah. and that's a really, really difficult thing. Um, another really, really difficult thing is if you're playing. Typically, when you're doing motion capture, you're not doing it for six people at a time, mm-hmm. right? And for us, we have six people playing all at the same time, and all kinds of weird things happen, right? Clothes can block other trackers, so we don't know where things are, and so a lot of that requires both a pretty sophisticated prediction algorithms and uh, a special setup sort of cameras. Right. Yeah. Uh, and. A lot of problems with VR as well is that people feel nauseous as well, and especially when you're moving around. Yeah. So does this kind of fix that problem? Um, did, did you yourself yeah. experience any emotions? Well, I didn't. Well, I yeah. think I felt a bit dizzy, like yeah. when the first stepped in, because it's it's a bit of a surreal thing yeah. to, to you know be transported to a yeah. different sort of after space. a few minutes. Yeah. Not so much, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We, we get that a lot, and um, I. So a lot of people who try VR, and the more, our most common question is like, will I get motion sickness? Yeah. And what we found is that for basically everyone who has experienced motion sickness in normal VR experiences, they do not experience it here. Mm-hmm. And I think part of the reason is what we call embodiment, mm-hmm. right? It is very easy to get disoriented if you look down and you don't see anything, right? Your body is in there. Yeah. You don't feel present and uh, you, you're going to get disoriented. But if you look down and you see your legs and they're moving correctly, as you would expect, a switch flips in your brain mm-hmm. and you feel like you're there. And you know, most people who have tried VR, they also have don't try for you know over five, six minutes, right? Yeah. Ten minutes at most. Yeah, yeah. So this is a thirty-minute-long experience for people who have even experienced motion sickness past. They just don't. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. And what about the future then? Well, what are you planning to do and develop as, as the technology gets improved? Um, so there's the very basic things, right? So for example, right now I have to wear a backpack. I have to put on these trackers. Yeah. Right. In a in a year or two, you won't have to do any of that. Right. Um, because, you know, the technology will advance to a point where we can stream the graphics directly to the headset. Yeah. We can get you where your arms are without having to put on trackers just by the raw image data. And, and you, know, you think of using the Pro as well, I guess, when it's coming out. Yeah, the Vive Pro. Yeah. The resolution will be higher, yeah. right? So, I mean, there's, you know, this is... The experience we like to describe is like, it's really good, mm-hmm. but it's also really not that great, right? And it's just barely possible. Mm-hmm. And it's going to get better every month. 
yeah. right? As technology gets better. Okay. So that's one thing that we're excited about. The core experience is just going to get better. There's going to be more games, more content, some mm-hmm. from, you know, maybe properties that you may have heard of that we can't talk about. <laughs> um, but, you know, over the long run, like, what this means, I think, is it's the new, it's the new, new movies, yeah. right? Like, we're in the very, very early days, and I think we have, like, a few screens up. But I think, you know, we can imagine in the future, it's like a 24-room megaplex, and you go with your friends on a Friday night, this is what you do. Yeah. Or you might have an esports team, you know, and who are playing, like, VR esports, right? Yeah. That's the future that we, we can imagine. Okay. Awesome. And, of course, it would be much more interesting for the viewers as well, like, seeing the, the mix of the real life and the... the totally. Virtual, yeah. <laughs> totally, right? Like, you, you, you know, esports is popular, and people go and watch them. But, you know, what are you really watching? The, the guy is sitting there with a mouse and a keyboard. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Right? But, you know, with VR esports, what we're excited about is, like, it kind of puts the sports back into esports. Okay. Awesome. Well, I mean, I I was very excited the first time. I'm probably going to go back very soon to have another go with maybe the other um, experience you have. Awesome. But for the people who are listening to this are interested now, how can they experience Sandbox VR? Uh, go to sandboxvr.com uh-huh. um, and... Uh, book a ticket um, yeah. we do accept walk-ins but there is rarely any availability if you walk in yeah. um, and we have a store in uh, Team Shatsui okay. um, and if you're in Singapore or Bangkok or Los Angeles or New York we have uh, locations there as well awesome and uh, if they want to see it before they go is there any sort of promotional video they, they can see what's yeah. going on right? it's all on sandboxvr.com okay awesome well thanks very much for joining me and uh, yeah good luck with the future <laughs> well, thanks for having me